this liturgical year, we will be hearing from the Gospel of Mark. And already today, from the first chapter of St. Mark's Gospel, we are witnessing a dramatic encounter between Jesus and the devil. The devil makes his appearance through one of his slaves, a demon who has taken possession of a man. When Jesus, the savior of sinners and conqueror of evil, approaches this possessed man, the demon cries out in panic and desperation. Jesus silences the demon and frees the possessed man. The devil is not a fashionable topic for those of us who live in this postmodern world. Yet the story of Christ's life and mission simply cannot be told without referring to the devil. The Apostle John, in his first letter, actually sums up Jesus' mission with these words. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus frequently refers to the devil in his parables and other teachings. And the devil himself tempts Jesus in the desert and returns again later engineer Judas's betrayal. This gospel theme teaches an undeniable yet uncomfortable lesson. The devil is real and he is interested in sabotaging the work of grace. The devil is a fallen angel, an angel who was created good by God but then rebelled against God and took many of his fellow angels with him in that rebellion. And now they try to convince us human beings to rebel against God also. But this basic spiritual truth is a huge comfort. It helps to make sense of all the unpleasant influences at work in and around us. We are not crazy. We are not failures. We are simply engaged in spiritual battle. Here's how the Catechism explains it. Satan, or the devil, and the other demons are fallen angels who have freely refused to serve God in his plan. Their choice against God is definitive. They try to associate man in this revolt against God. A few years ago, I had the opportunity to visit Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris with Father Comer. Above the center door of the church, there is a statue depicting St. Michael the Archangel holding a scale, weighing souls. Satan is on the opposite side with a strange smirk on his face. And if you look closely, you will notice a small demon under the scale, pulling down the scale, tipping the scale in the devil's favor. And that's how the devil works. The word devil, or from the Greek diabolos, means accuser or slanderer, or simply to divide. And that is exactly what the devil wants, to divide us. And we can certainly see examples of that all around us. If we decide to give up a certain vice or evil habit, or if we decide to follow Christ more closely, Satan seems to step aside and admit his defeat. But it's only a facade. In reality, he begins to work secretly from another angle. That is why it is so important for us to always stay on our guard, spiritually speaking. Temptations can come to us at any time, even right after a spiritual victory, since the battle is always going on. As St. Peter puts it, Be sober and vigilant. Your opponent, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. There is a spiritual battle going on beneath and above the surface of human history and in our own personal history. We cannot avoid being involved in this battle 
as long as we are on this earth. The devil is just too interested in making our lives miserable now and forever by separating us from God. But Jesus was able to expel this demon from the possessed man easily and definitively. And he was also able to give us strength to overcome the temptations that plague us. Three things especially can help us with this strength, this grace, to help it keep flowing in our lives. First, stay close to Christ. It was because this man in the gospel passage was close to Christ that Jesus was able to expel the demon. The same goes for all of us if we stay close to Christ, especially through regular prayer in the Eucharist. Second, stay close to the truth. The devil's main weapon is deception. He manipulates our selfish tendencies by spreading lies and half-truths. There is one reason he fights to keep us out of the confessional. Confession is the gift of truth. We face the truth about ourselves by confessing our sins, failures, and weaknesses. And God, through the priest, reminds us of God's truth, mercy, forgiveness, and unconditional grace. The devil loves the darkness. Confession unleashes the light. Third, stay close to the others in need. The devil is the lord of selfishness, and Christ is the lord of love. When we resist our selfishness by helping others, whatever their need may be, we weaken the devil's influence in our life. I invite you to consider making a commitment to read C.S. Lewis's small book, The Screwtape Letters. Perhaps you can do it as one of your Lenten practices. It is an eye-opener for every one of us. Every Christian is a spiritual warrior. The reality of the spiritual warfare is one reason why Christ, the church, has always encouraged us to have a devotion to our guardian angel. Today, as Jesus renews his commitment to us in this Mass, Let's renew our commitment to him. Let's promise him that this week we will do something specific to stay close to Christ, close to the truth, and close to others in need.